Welcome to the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast, the podcast that helps you find solutions for your weight concerns that will last a lifetime. You've got this. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 132 of the Weight Solutions for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Siobhan Key. Thanks for joining me, guys. We are talking about choice today. We are talking about what happens with choice when you're working on weight loss and how to use it to the best of your abilities so that you actually reach your goals. So the title of this podcast is What's Choice Got to Do With It? And I'm going to tell you all about that today. But if you're just joining me, I'm Siobhan Key. I am an obesity medicine physician, a certified life coach, and my passion is helping people find freedom from stress and binge eating. I work with physicians and healthcare professionals to find freedom so that the struggling with the eating and the feeling out of control with the eating just doesn't have to always weigh on your mind anymore. It can be something that you've figured out and that you have confidence that you'll continue to keep it figured out. You don't have to worry that it's going to creep back. And honestly, today's topic has a lot to do with that. It's a really important topic about this. Now, there is a ton of resources that I have created over the years that are all free for you. So if you're just finding this podcast, or if you want some extra resources, extra help for free, I encourage you to head over to my website, weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the resources tab and you'll find a bunch of different options where you can just get more help. Get There's some mini courses, there's some PDF handouts, there's all sorts of stuff over there. So go check it out. That's weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. All right, let's talk about choice. Now, I decided to talk about this topic because it's come up quite a few times in my coaching calls, working with different clients, and it's just so important. Owning choice is, I think, one of the most powerful things you can do when you're on a long-term weight loss journey. And I'm going to tell you about why it makes such a difference and why it is so powerful. But I think we also have to look at what happens when we don't own our choices and when we think that the choices from outside of us and what negative impacts that can have on your long-term weight loss journey and reaching your goals. And so I was thinking about a story to tell you guys to demonstrate this. And I think the best one I can think of is back when I first started eating lower carbs. So this would be, this is before I was doing obesity medicine. It was before I'd really ever heard of low-carb eating other than being taught kind of negative things about keto, the Atkins diet, when I was in medical school. And I remember the first time somebody was suggesting a lower-carb diet to me and suggested cutting out foods like bread. And honestly, my brain kind of froze. I couldn't figure it out. I could not figure out if I didn't eat bread, what would I eat? If I didn't have starches at meals, what would I eat? I couldn't understand it. Like honestly, if if you're in this place or if you've been in this place before with your eating, then know that that's okay. Like if your brain's grappling with the whole idea of it, 
of what it might mean, then know that's okay. And I have to tell you that first time around when I was eating lower carb and I was really struggling with what it would be like to not eat bread, I was not doing it as my choice. I was viewing it as something I had to do. I could not eat bread anymore. I had to cut out the starches and that had limited success. <laughs> I can, I've followed it for a certain length of time. I can't even remember how long I lost some weight. And then at some point I started going back to my old habits and I couldn't figure out why. Now I know why. Now I know it had to do with how I was thinking about the changes I was making and what they meant to me. But back then I couldn't figure it out. But really what it was is because I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it because I was told to, ultimately, when it boils down. And so then every time I made one of those decisions, and I didn't really want to make that decision, but I did because I felt I had to, it just, it felt depriving. It felt restricted. Flash forward years later, when I really started to adapt and like I went back to lower carb eating and actually started to adapt to it, believed in it more, understood the science behind it more. And I realized it wasn't going to work if I was eating low carb while constantly missing all the carby foods. I realized that having mental like, like stroking, I'm trying to think of what my brain's imagining. It's like kind of going, oh, so pretty. <laughs> on these pictures of carbohydrate foods in my brain, if my brain was always doing that with the the bread and the fries and the potatoes, just constantly going, ooh, how nice, wouldn't that be nice? And kind of petting it and telling me how great it would be. Well, I realized that wasn't going to work. I had to decide that I was not eating that food for reasons that I actually liked. And that's what we're going to talk about today because it's Coming up with that decision yourself and having the intention behind it where it actually works for you is what then makes it so that you can sustain the changes and keep going with them. So let's talk about what happens normally. So we are so used to going on diets, right? And I know some of you listening to this might be thinking, well, low carb is a diet or keto is a diet, but I have a different definition of a diet. You can have a way of eating that you choose that you choose because you think it's going to work for you the best and you're making that decision as like an internal decision, I don't consider that to be a diet. I view the diet mentality as looking for the solution outside of yourself, being held accountable to somebody else's rules and feeling that if you don't follow somebody else's rules that you fail. That's how I would sort of define the diet mentality. So we've been taught through diet mentality and years of being exposed to dieting and weight loss that there's a right way to do it, that somebody else probably knows what that right way is because we haven't figured it out yet, so it must be somebody else that knows it, and that in order to do that, you have to follow these rules, and that if you're not following the rules that somebody else set up, you are not successful, and therefore, if you're not successful, you're a failure. And I'm sure that combination of thinking sounds familiar to a lot of you. A lot of you have been there and I totally get it. You'll notice within that, like if today's topic is choice, within that description of diet mentality, there's no choice for you. Like, yes, you choose to start the diet, but then once you're in it and you're following somebody else's plan, somebody else's rules, defining your success by somebody else's measurements, there's no choice in there. It's not about you making intentional choices 
that you like for your life. It's about you trying to keep up with somebody else's algorithm or design of what they think should work for you. And you know what? It doesn't feel very good. So as you go, what you'll probably notice is you start to resist it. You start to get a little resentful. You start to feel like maybe you don't always have to do what they are telling you to do. You start to come up with rationalizations and reasons in your mind why what they're saying you should do doesn't work for you in your life for some reason. And then you start to notice inconsistencies. You're not following it as carefully. You're not being as consistent. There's little slips and you start to see fewer results, which then leads you back to the same thinking that this external plan isn't working for me and it's not the right one for me. So if you notice how I'm describing that, all of it's happening outside of you. There's very little aspects of this description that I just gave you that feel empowering. It all feels actually kind of disempowering because the belief in the diet mentality is that the answers lie outside of you. And therefore, choices you make are either good or bad because the choice when you're following the plan is therefore good because you're following the plan. And that's our definition of being good when we're on a plan. And if you happen to make any choices outside of the plan, you are now bad because you are making a choice that is not on the plan and you are no longer perfect with your plan. Therefore, you are not doing it right. And maybe you're failing. This thought pattern is so common. And I say all this with love and complete respect because I've been there and I know pretty much everybody I coach and I work within my obesity medicine practice has been there at one point or another. So if this is resonating with you where you're like, yeah, that's me, that's me, that's me, know that I'm saying this as this is totally normal. This is what is expected and this is what we've been taught. But I want you to notice that maybe it doesn't feel the best. Maybe it hasn't been sustainable for you long-term. So what's a better way? How do we shift this? I think a lot of times when you see, like even in the, in weight loss, it's so polarizing. I notice there's a lot of groups that are very like, you have to do this diet to be successful in weight loss. You have to do it this way to be successful. And everybody has their own camps, right? And they get a little bit edgy between themselves. <laughs> they don't always play nicely together. And then on the flip side, there's another camp that says, you can never restrict yourself in any way that leading a full life means you eat everything and you don't worry about your weight and you don't say no to anything. And I don't know, I, or I don't really believe in that either. I think all of these have very black and white implications. And what I hope you take away from this episode is look for gray. Gray is sustainable. Black and white is not. Even if you look at the philosophy that there's nothing wrong with overeating, and we should just eat whatever we want. The intention behind it is good. What its intention is, is to take away some of the shame and stigma related to eating and weight. And I totally agree with that. However, the reality is sometimes the food that we eat when we're overeating or eating when we're not hungry in our North American food society is not food that sustains our health. It may not even be food that makes you physically feel well right afterwards or the next day. Like you may notice the physical changes. And yet, there's aspects about the food that drive us to eat in anyways, where we find ourselves eating 
the really processed sugary food or maybe eating in a volume more than what we really wanted, making ourselves feeling bad, not really wanting to do it, but not knowing how to stop. And that's a piece that I think warrants help. And I think the tool we're talking about today will be very helpful for. If you are somebody that truly can just eat in moderation and you're fine and it doesn't go overboard, you feel fine with the food you eat when you eat food that maybe be a little more processed, you actually feel okay, you feel in control, you get back to your healthy eating, it doesn't really bother you, then that's fantastic. And that's great. And maybe you're actually already doing this tool that I'm talking about in the background. But I also know there's a lot of you where it doesn't play that way, where the idea of moderation is a really difficult one because it actually becomes something you end up beating yourself up about, where you think you should be able to do moderation. And then when you feel you're not successful, it becomes something to beat yourself up about. And I think if if we look at that, there's so much shame on all different levels of it. There's so much beating ourselves up about all different levels. And if we can just take that away, let go of some of that shame, let go of some of the beating yourself up, it goes such a long way to making things better. And then what it means is when you take those layers off and when you start to focus on feeling empowered in your choices, you can decide then what those choices are. So If you're feeling empowered in your choices, you can then decide that the choices are maybe that you eat a certain way, like maybe you eat lower carb because that's how your body feels best. That would be my example. And yet, because you're empowered in your choices, it will feel extremely different than when you're doing it because you feel you have to and you can never eat another carb in your life and you have to meet these specific macro ideals to be successful because that then is disempowering. So you can eat the same way, but what you think about it is going to change on whether you feel restricted by it, whether you feel deprived by it, or whether you feel it's actually very sustainable and you're happy to continue it long term. So what I'm saying there, like the takeaway point is moderation and kind of letting go of the shame around eating and weight and all that stuff does not mean that you can't then also eat towards health and eat in a way that you want to feel your best. And it does not mean that you can never say no to foods because sometimes when your intention is right and feels good when you say no to foods, saying no to some foods may be the best thing you do. You may feel so much better later on after you'd said no to certain foods. But you have to realize that all of it is all choice and all of it is your choice. It's nobody else's choice. So let's look at the concept of choice and why it's so important. When I'm making a food decision, if I have thoughts that are super common, like I can't, I shouldn't, I'm not allowed, I can never, all of those are very common diet thoughts, right? Number one, it actually increases desire for that food. It paints that food with a a special glitter dust that then makes your brain want it more. Number two, it creates deprivation. It creates FOMO. <laughs> I'm feeling like, like back my example of when I was thinking I can never eat bread again. I had wicked bread FOMO. And if other people were eating bread around me, I'd be like gazing at them with lovesick eyes because they're eating bread around me. But that's because of those thoughts. Once I learned that what mattered is that I was owning the choice. So when I actually learned this just works better for me is essentially the thought that shifted for me. And so then for I'm choosing to not eat bread. I can eat bread anytime I want. 
That is true. And sometimes I do choose to eat bread, guys. It's not common. Definitely not near as much as what it would have been in my normal life. My normal life. <laughs> my life years ago. But I can I recognize I can choose it. And knowing that I can choose it at any point makes it easier to not choose it, if that makes sense. So it's because I know that I can choose any food I want at any point, regardless of the carb count, regardless of the sugar, it takes away that kind of luster dust that was put on them. It takes away that desire that was there because there was a label of you can't put on it. And I feel empowered. So if I know I can eat bread anytime, then there's not an urgency to eat bread right now versus when you're thinking you can't eat bread and then this food shows up and you are so tempted by it. Sometimes the thoughts are, well, this is my one chance because I can't eat this. And so that then drives you to eat it. Versus if you're like, yeah, I could totally eat that bread, but I get to choose whether or not I actually want that right now because tomorrow could choose it too. There's no limitation on when you're allowed to choose food. It's owning the power of choice can really make your sticking to healthy eating and your weight loss easier. And so think of this, like there's a food you really like, like a special food, and you tell yourself over and over, I can't eat that, I can't eat that. I'm not allowed to eat that. What's going to happen? At some point, you're going to eat it. It's going to come up. Maybe you're going to get stressed. Maybe it'll be a particular bad week. And then your brain will start telling you why really this time's different and it's okay to eat it. So you ultimately eat it. Versus if you have the same food and you think to yourself, man, I really like that food, but I notice that when I eat it, maybe the next day I feel a little bloated, my hands feel a bit tight, maybe I get some headaches, or maybe my stomach just doesn't feel that great. And so, yeah, I could totally choose that food any day, but I'm choosing to eat it just sometimes. It's a food I enjoy, but I don't need to enjoy it every day. Now, the other flip side of this about the choice. So if you're giving yourself truly permission to eat anything whenever you want, and I know for some of you that idea is going to cause some stress because you're going to be worried that you're going to start eating anything anytime you want. And it doesn't play out that way if you're truly giving yourself permission that yeah, you want it right now, but you could also just decide to have it tomorrow or the next day or the day after. When you're giving yourself permission, it takes away the like the franticness with it. And then you actually tend to enjoy the food more. Because if you picture the foods where you're told you're not allowed to eat it, and again, told being it's probably coming from you. It's probably something that you're telling yourself you're not allowed to eat. Then when you actually do eat it, often you probably don't take time to savor it and really enjoy it and really appreciate it because, again, you've applied a label of being bad to it. So then you eat it a bit in a hurry, maybe a bit secretively, and you just get it in to get it to eat it. So you know you got to eat it, but you're not actually enjoying it. You're not getting the pleasure out of the food. Versus if you know that you're allowed to eat it, that you can eat it anytime you want, that opens it up where you can actually slow down and enjoy it. And maybe that's a deal you make with yourself, right? You say to yourself, I can eat any food anytime I want. But when I eat food that I don't eat very often, I am going to sit down and actually really enjoy it. I'm going to focus on what it tastes like, how it feels, and how much I appreciate it and have gratitude for it while I'm eating it. 
so that I really make the most of it when I do decide to eat it. That can make a big difference too. Because the problem is when we're not actually paying attention to the food that we're eating and we're eating it quickly because we feel we shouldn't be eating it. The problem with that is then your brain's like, hold up, that seemed like it was kind of good, but I don't remember a lot of it. So let's try some more. (laughs) Because you didn't actually get the pleasure out of it. The pleasure from the food isn't really the actual like chewing and swallowing of the food. The pleasure from the food is the chewing, swallowing, experiencing the taste, the texture, having thoughts about the food while you eat it. And that's a piece we miss out when we're in a hurry. Having thoughts about, oh, this is so good. Isn't this extra flaky or thinking all those different thoughts that you have? That's really what actually gives the pleasure. The chewing and swallowing when done quickly has a limited pleasure benefit to it. So how do you do this? How do you start owning choice? Honestly, it's just you keep rephrasing it. Your brain will go back to, I shouldn't, I can't, I have to. And you just keep going back to, I choose to. I choose to eat. I'm choosing to take these leftovers for lunch because they're tasty and I'm going to feel good. It's going to satisfy me and I'll feel good today. I'm choosing to only occasionally eat sugar-containing foods because I don't like what they do with my brain. They make me crave more things And I don't really like what that does for me. And then on the flip side, even in the setting where you're making a food choice in the moment and you know that it's like emotional eating or like you're stressed out and you know you're choosing the food because of that, owning that can be really empowering too. In the moment, I still have moments where I'm eating according to stress. And what I really try to do when those happen is acknowledge I'm making the choice right now to manage my stress with this food. Again, it's nothing about it being wrong to do that. It just keeps you aware. And honestly, you're more likely to notice that maybe the food isn't actually doing it. I know I, I notice that with myself is when I do eat food to deal with stress, my brain tells me, just have this, it'll be all better, right? And then what happens is once I've eaten one thing, my brain just wants more. It's like this empty pit. There's no actual lasting satisfaction faction and it just wants more to try to feel better. So then it's like, okay, now what else could we have? And I've learned over the years to kind of stop it there and be like, all right, we tried this, we ate this and it didn't work. I don't feel better. All I want is more food and yet the food didn't actually make me feel better. And that lets me stop it. But again, owning the choice that in that moment, I know I have skills that I'm learning, right? That you guys are learning on this podcast. You can say, I know I have these skills that I'm learning, but in this moment, I am making the choice to eat to try to make myself feel better. And that's okay. And because you make a choice this one moment to eat to feel better, to manage emotions, it does not mean you will always make this choice. In fact, when you own the choice, you're going to be in a far better position to maybe make a different choice next time or maybe be able to reflect back kind of like what I was saying and be like, okay, last time when I was feeling really stressed out, I chose to eat the food and it didn't work. It just made me want more food and I still felt stressed. So I'm feeling stressed again. Maybe I'm going to try something different this time to see if there's something else that I can do that'll make me feel better. So the process of doing this is number one, giving yourself permission that any food is a choice and there are no good or bad choices. There are just choices. And then working on catching your brain when it wants to label things, any eating as anything other than a choice, and just bringing it back. This is just a choice. And you can use this both on 
healthier eating, like the food you're working towards eating more of and the food you're working on eating less of. Both sides, it helps and it's beneficial to think of them as choices and to just be like, this is a choice, I'm making a choice. And owning the choice empowers you. When you are empowered, it becomes easier to make choices in line with your goals. That's the takeaway point. So owning your choice empowers you. When you are empowered, it becomes easier to make choices in line with your goals. All right, guys, send me an email. Let me know how this is working for you. Let me know what places you've decided to take back ownership of choice and how it goes. Send me an email to info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. I'd love to hear. If you are enjoying this podcast, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you're listening to it, I would really appreciate it. I know it takes time and I absolutely appreciate any time you guys take to leave uh, reviews, but it does help the podcast get found. Also, while you're there, remember to hit the subscribe or follow button so that you get all the new episodes as soon as they're ready for you. All right, we'll talk to you guys soon. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.